listening to the Wisdom, Truth, and Freedom Podcast, where we share our wisdom, speak the truth, and enjoy our freedom while we discuss topics that impact our world through the lens of our different views and backgrounds. While we're not experts, our opinions are expertly held. And the other thing I want to talk about real quick. Did you see that girl? What's the name from uh, Housewives? She only got. Well, yeah, Felicity. Yeah. I am oh, mad about she that. got two weeks. I'm Actually, mad. Jeannie. Wait, wait, wait. Jeannie knows. I, I a, talk about Jeannie knows a woman. Okay, and I understand it because of where she grew up. Who? Well, we can go over it again. Who? Who? Uh, used her relative's address so her child could go to a different school because the school that. They were going to, I don't want to name it, but in a part of Sarasota that's not considered uh, <laughs> that upper crust. <laughs> anyway, young lady got five years. Mm-hmm. That was local, that story? Five years. Oh, Wait, no, the five one years on the for news. changing the address? Yeah, for fooling the system and changing the address. The one that was on the news was not local, but yeah, five well, years? Five I mean, years. That's ridiculous. But- Five years for somebody now, who. I, I want to be honest. This is what my wife told me. I didn't research it because oh. Jeannie told me this. Everybody, Jeannie, that's my better half. Uh, when we saw Felicity got two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Fourteen days. Two weeks. Fourteen days to basically, and this is how I describe it. It would be like me going camping because of the the way she lives. They're go, she's going camping for two weeks. And yeah. big deal. She's paying $30,000. I don't know what the young lady makes, but I'm sure it's a several million a year between her and her husband. Yeah. Close to it. And it is ridiculous how some of the people of means get away. She paid with... $15,000. She yeah. basically paid someone to sit down and correct the answers that her daughter had given in the test. What's ridiculous uh, 15, is the argument. Now, the, Lori, the argument was nobody really got hurt. Doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. doesn't no, I know, matter. but that's that's he cheated. But that's also I, not I true. I've heard uh, angles and arguments saying, "Oh, but her daughter is uh, has you know autism or has a disability." So uh, there's no reason. To so cheat. Le- let me ask you this: I rob a bank. Ten years later, you catch me, but the two million dollars that I accumulated, all the interest on it, I gave to charity. Are you going to say that what I did had a good benefit? Or am I uh, supposed to be uh, charged with robbing a bank? It doesn't matter. You broke the law. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, I agree. That's what I, I'm, I'm pointing I'm out. I'm only conflicted because, you know, I like you, Frank. But if you this was just a story in the news, I'd say you committed the crime. You have to mm-hmm. pay, you know, pay back. You, you know, to- let's go back to you did the crime due to time. What was that guy? TV show? It was from the Little Rascals, the kid. He grew up and did a TV show. <laughs> Nobody remember Robert Raffles? Blake. Oh, Robert Blake, oh, yeah. uh, Beretta. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was Beretta. from the Little Rascals. Yeah, right. Yes, he was. Right. He was Little Rascals. Yeah. Yeah. He was so, uh, but- uh, yeah, not Butch. No, I'm livid. I, I I understand that they. It's you know like a white collar crime. No one got hurt, but uh, you, they need somebody to make, didn't get into USC. You know how many other parents are probably doing the same thing and not getting caught. I think they should have been way harder on her. <clears throat> Not make an example of her and take her away from her life, but I think a year to six months. Well, Lachlan, now Lachlan, hers was a lot more money. She paid $500,000 and and 
Lockman's 500. Still two and, weeks and paid. No, I agree. Keeping. I agree 100%. For her, considering yeah. the lifestyle she lives, she's going into a minimum security federal prison. Right. Now, I may find that a little difficult. Does she have to serve it on weekends? The penalty was $30,000 for Felicity. Uh, now, Lori paid $500,000, and she forged documents so to to appear that her daughters were in the row team, yeah. um, the rowing team. So her daughters are complicit in it because they posed for the pictures. Yeah. So that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, so what? But, but what Lori, they're saying? What Lori's thinking now is, you know what? I think I blew it because if I would have gone the route of Felicity Hoffman, she she only got 14 days, and she apologized and all, you know, all of that. Lori's fighting it. Oh, she didn't plead? No, she no. she's fighting it. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're going to throw the book guilty. at her. She she pleaded guilty, no? Yeah, Felicity mm-hmm. pleaded uh, guilty and do, apologized do profusely. Profusely. Do we know if she turned? Did she turn? Did she turn yeah, state's but, evidence? But, but again, she might it's possible. Yeah, so I, I, I understand someone apologizing and you, and you feel bad for what you did, but you still did it. Oh, there is, yeah, there but is if she's the first one, if she's the first one to rush to plead and turn, yeah, and she's going to get the best treatment. Yes. I'm not saying she shouldn't get the best treatment. Yeah. I just said that treatment was beyond the best. Yeah, but if she's That's, bringing in a bunch of big fish, she's not bringing in anybody. Yeah. I mean, uh, I they, they have the you. fish they have, already they caught. Are, this is a, a clo- yes, this is a done deal. Yeah, it's uh, it flies in the face. Well, look what happened to Jesse Smollett. I mean, it it is uh, it's embarrassing that stuff like that does go on, and it has a lot to do with how much money, how much contacts, how much influence you have. Uh, if any one of us would have done well, I mean, if your case that you're t- telling us is true, look at what a difference. Five years mm-hmm. to have uh, lied about your where you live so that your child could go to a better school. I mean, that's hardly comparable to what Felicity did. Especially when you're talking about people who simply are trying to get out of a horrific neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but, which yeah, a voucher say, could I simply... I have a, much more sympathy address. than that. Really? You're not lying on a test. It's more, and, uh, and it's if, still fraud. There's still fraud. If you want to dig deep into that, that there's hundreds I mean, of thousands really, of people it's an doing that. Version of school yeah. choice. But but yeah. I guarantee you, there's hundreds of thousands of people doing that. Oh, around of course. The Vouchers will fix that. No question about it. Yeah, but it, it just points out there's no doubt, and probably in all the world. I'm not just picking on America. Justice is dispersed by some degree of your social and economic standard, because there are TV shows. Uh, what's that? Uh, I think. It's called Bull. My wife watches it sometimes. Uh, and he just shows how, you know, the right guy knows how to pick the right jurors, uh, knows the questions to ask. This, it's like setting up the pin so you can get a strike. If you can afford it, you can get someone who can do that for you. Well, if you can't afford it, you're probably going to get the, the worst treatment. That's the biggest problem. The slightest crime. And I have a little experience with this, but the slightest crime. <laughs> I'm not talking about the crime end, but. You you got to hire an attorney. Minimum, ten grand is going to get you nothing. Yeah. So half the people are in jail, local you know in county jail because they don't have it. They don't have two hundred dollars to yeah. to post bail. Never mind. Never mind. Hire an attorney. Yeah. So you know when a, when an attorney bill uh, for something pretty uh, what's her name's attorney bill is probably several hundred thousand dollars Felicity up yeah it's going to cost oh, them a lot so, not, no one so talks that, about that but still but that I don't feel bad about you losing money specific, no but that's what buys you the guy money. that can work this deal you sure, know sure. that's what uh, sure. you know why is that Tom why why 
what's the difference with between a um, high powered attorney? What they don't have. Have you ever do, seen? Do they that? have more more. No, I I know the answer, but I I, I want to hear it from someone that has been in the system. Teachers. Um. Some and what I want to know is. The difference between someone who's a good lawyer, but it's not a high-powered lawyer, perhaps maybe not a lot of years under the, his or her belt, versus a, a high-powered attorney, do, is it that they have more? Why are they listened to more? What, do they have more contacts within the court system? What, what is it? I, What's actually doing it? I think a lot of it is, first thing, is caseload. I mean, most of these people, they don't have any money, so you're dealing with public defenders, public defenders who have 500, 500 cases. They don't have And they don't even, research. when they walk into, when they walk into court with their files, they don't even know who, who they're, they, they can't even put a face with the file. They open up the file, they can't remember whose face that is. They have 500, 600 cases. Case and they're just trying to lower the, the height of that pile. So the quickest thing they want to do is plead out. I mean, that's the way it all is. Just plead it out. Plead it out. Get rid of it, you know. But So what if the defendant wants to uh, fight it? So the, in most cases, they're not going to fight it because they simply can't afford it. The, the public defender is going to talk him out of it because he doesn't have the time. Because to fight the case, he's going to have to ignore five, 50, 75, 100 other cases. And that can't happen? So – it can happen, but it's not. You're, it's so not, not going to happen. But you the average. So, is, does the public defender have a a budget for each defendant? As far as that goes, no, because it's all time. It's it's all time. But he he can't. First of all, he can't even get the guy out of jail. That's so, that's the first issue. So, if you can't get the guy out of jail because you don't have two hundred, nobody's putting up the two hundred or three hundred or five hundred dollars for so the You bond. can't talk to the guy. Right? And so, do you want to stay in jail? And then, so many of the people that are in jail they don't even answer the phone when their lawyer calls because for the first time in weeks, they have a bed, they have three meals a day. So how many times a guy will be there? Hey, your lawyer's on the phone. Like, ah, okay. But let's say, let's bring it up a notch. Let's say someone like myself. Okay. So I do get out of jail, but I I don't have money for a high power attorney. And I'm not even talking about for uh, a public defendant. You, they're not going to let you go for a public defender. What do you mean? You, because you can afford an attorney. You, you oh, can. so there is a, uh, a threshold. Yeah, a threshold. You, you wouldn't be able to. Who use determines a that? Your income. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I never knew that. that. Yeah, you can't get a public defender. Then they're, they're going to say no. I thought, you can't. I thought because what is it? Part of the Miranda rights. If you can't afford an attorney, one will be provided for you. If you can't afford an if attorney, you can't afford is the key word. You're so not going to get a public defender. It, so, so, so you're immediate. So it's actually less, just as less fair to someone in middle class because for a relatively minor class, class D or E felony, you know, something relatively minor. It ruins you. You're looking at, uh, all right, do I, do I, and here's your typical thing. Do I pay $60,000 because I know I'm innocent, but it's going to cost me 60 to 80 grand? Or do I plead out to a, uh, what you would call in New York, an ACOD, which is if I stay out of trouble for 12 months, they'll wipe my record clean. Even though you, you're 100% innocent. Wow. You're 100% innocent. And they say, okay. So what are you going to do? You're going to pay 80000 to prove you're innocent? Or are you going to just tell the attorney to take, uh, I forgot what it's called in Florida, an ACOD and say, you know what? I'll visit a probation officer for the next 12 months, once wow. a month, wow. and they'll clear my record in a year. 
but it won't cost me 80 grand. <laughs> what are you going to do? What is the That's the reality. Now take that to a poor person, a poorer person who has none of that, and now they're putting a little, chances are the crime's a little more serious. The drug, they're going to take the, you know what, 90 days in jail. Okay. A lot of them will take that because, <clears throat> you know what, jail, jail isn't so bad for, for somebody selling heroin yeah. on the street kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's totally unfair, totally in, unfair. In the, that in, I agree with. In its positive, you know, uh, form or its most idyllic version, that system, is that supposed to, like that prob probation, is that to like help? wean the person off of the act that they're committing? Is it No, that's the prosecutor knowing that it's a B, BS case. They know it, but they can't come out and say, okay, you can't just say, hey, the guy's innocent. Yeah, I know he's innocent, right? Now you got all the, the cops that arrested the guy, everything. So everybody just says, you know what? We know this is a, a BS case. We know it is. But, but to say that versus saying, you know what? Let's just get rid of it. No. So they meet in the middle and say, you know what? In a year, your record will be clean. But so it's a game. It's it's a whole. Yeah, but then if you get caught with something, you got to keep. Yeah, but chances are you're not going to be. I mean, if you're if if it's a, a BS, you know. I mean, yeah, if you're like a speeding ticket with that mess. No, up? no, okay. but it's no. it's a, but an it's, act that is like it's it's, it's all a game, and everybody's got. So so to the original question, uh, the the reason why a high power lawyer will win more more than. Not, more likely than not, is because of the research and resources that they have, the full scope of resources that they have, that they can spend on you, the client, solely. That yeah, is that is that it? Yeah, I mean, but it's ridiculous yeah, but, amounts of but money. But a lot of it's it is five thousand dollars an hour in the, in some uh, of these. How much? Things. You know, I'm sure some of these attorneys are charging thousands of dollars an hour. These attorney bills are ridiculous, are crazy, ridiculous. Yeah, but it, it goes back to what you said, and you have to look at us as humans. It's the circle you travel in and mm -hmm. your connections. You're in the medical field, all right? You're going to get deals related to medical, mm -hmm. all right? So is him. When I owned businesses, the people I dealt with gave me deals because I knew them. The higher up the ladder you go, different contacts, different deals. It's the same human nature, but the playing field changes. It's the same game. You think these politicians that go into political office and all of a sudden become millionaires is because they're so intelligent on the salary they make. It's the connections they get. So where I get a free tune-up, they get a tip on a stock. All right? It has <laughs> not, it, it's the same proportion. It's the same, my friend doing me a deal, but I got a better friend as far as financial. So, That's why when you go to college, I don't think the, to some de degree, the better colleges, as, we, as you, we would say, Brown and those guys, do give you a better education, but what they do give you is contacts. They don't give you the better education. They give you, you go to Yale, you're done. No one cares about your grades. Yeah, because Yale. of the contacts. It's and it's simply, the same thing I'm pointing out now. It's it's who we are as humans. So that high-power attorney is going to contact the judge and say, hey. Well, high-power attorney is going to give it all. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, he can bring everything to bear because he can spend money on witnesses. He can spend money on so yeah. many things. He can spend so much time. On discovery and, and oh, just, he knows somebody. You know. you know, he may not know the judge. I'm not saying it's that bad, but he calls up, you know, his friend, and his friend knows this friend. And by the way, when the judge goes to dinner, he says, oh, "You know, I want to talk to you about what my friend talked to me about." That's what. That's who we are. And I don't think you're going to change it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it. There's a difference. You know, I had a big thing when I owned the business. Say people delegate and abdicate. Just because we know what's going on. That doesn't mean you look the other way. 
the legal system. All right, so now, given what we know about what happened to Felicity Hoffman, what do you guys think is going to happen to Lori? Again, that was what, half a million dollars? Half a million dollars, and actual fraud in in the pictures that they took. And well, I think the altering. biggest problem for her is she's angry. She's her biggest problem is the, is the Felicity case because now whoever the judge is There's that's handling that is going to say, "Oh man, I can't make that mistake," especially with a five hundred. So uh, human nature would tell you that she's gonna she's gonna be screwed by by what happened to Hoffman. Wow. So that judge is probably going to come down harder because people aren't going to Similar to what happened with uh, Judge Ito in the O.J. Simpson right. case and then the civil trial, they threw the book at him. <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't think she'll were, go to trial or I don't were think these, so. Were Felicity and Laughlin, were they working together? Or no, they but just they're, no. they're working with the same Cheater. company. The same company. Yeah. But, but why they one was only 15, other. one was only, I don't know. Uh, Lachlan was in for the good, for the uh, for the platinum plan or whatever. You know, you no, know, no. Wait, wait. You know something? You you are a lot. Of, there's a lot of truth in what you say. You you charge what the traffic will bear. And oh, if you know right. someone is gullible enough to pay, you throw out the number and you catch your fish. That's what I did in my whole life, to some degree. You know, when I was younger, yeah. especially. <clears throat> I think Felicity's case. Uh, it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a matter of a particular school. It was a matter of doing better in the SATs. Yeah. And so somebody was going to sit there and correct the wrong answers. Whereas in the other case, Flatten they the were actually going into a particular school. I forget what school it was. USC. USC. And they, they actually committed fraud on I mean, on the on website. USC. Multiple. Multiple. Uh, on USC. So, uh, uh, I mean, mail fraud. Um, Which I'm surprised that this didn't get caught sooner with Lachlan because her daughter – is a social media influencer, mm. has a Twitter following, uh, uh, a YouTube channel where you know she vlogs about her life. And it, it's funny, when this case broke, everyone put out clips of her saying, I don't even like school, I just go there to get yeah. drunk. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's she, that daughter, it's to me anyways, it's the poster child for this social media generation that is so... Um, Wrapped up in themselves. So, yeah, so aloof of uh, self-awareness about the world around them like like yeah wrapped up uh, in themselves in themselves and uh, in fact just a day or so ago she deleted a tweet she went on she 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 hadn't been on social media and then when she does she says some outlandish things and uh flipped the bird uh, and posted that uh saying uh, <clears throat> she was saying something about her mother defending her mother and she posted herself flipping the bird at the media and hashtag the bunch of media outlets. So of course she got a whole bunch of uh, you know backlash about it. So she deleted it. So she's not helping herself, her case or her mother. And I didn't realize until recently that it's not just the parents that are in, in, in trouble. It's the two kids too. If they were over eighteen when they when they did it, yeah. we, we have, we'll find out how uh, knowledgeable they were and how involved. <clears throat> Because you can tell me, I just need to take a photo. Well, somebody made a point that they post, they they post, they, they modeled for the picture. Did they know what the photo? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Did they know what the photo was being used for? They 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 me. had the proofs of the final cut that were that were, was finally posted at the school. <laughs> of course, you know what? In, in, I don't like that angle. Do in, this angle. Wait, where's the where's the where's the paddle? In, in the a paddle. certain <laughs> sense, it's it is. Kind of ridiculous because oh, of course the Ivies especially. Um, 
don't know what the percentage would be if you went into it, but how many students in Ivy Leagues are legacies? You're not telling me that all these fourth and fifth and sixth generation Yale and Harvard students could get in on their own merits. Now, I understand giving weight to someone who's five generations before <clears throat> have all been there. I understand giving weight to that. But if you're, uh, I know a lot of pretty stupid people who went to these schools, and you're not telling me their parents didn't write checks. I mean, who wasn't pressured? I don't, know, yeah. I don't know about you, but I mean, I got, I got, um, you know, four, four uh, requests a year from my alma mater over, over the years, over course, 25 years to, to donate, donate. And you see people who do it and they donate and donate. Now it's time for their kid, 20, 25 years later after they graduated, to go. And gee, they get in and and yeah, it's uh, another form of so uh, that's it's all it's, it's all skeezy, it's very gray. And that's I, the case. I'm sorry. I, I don't understand why they didn't just give the she paid five hundred thousand. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't she just pay it straight to the school library as a booster? Yeah, yeah. right. Get well, that's the argument that she's making. That's why she's saying that's that's a whole case. She's saying I'm not guilty. It's no different than me having donated towards a library. No, no, no. You committed fraud. <clears throat> yeah. You can well, have right. the she's president said, of the school no, go yeah, the other you're, way. You're stupid so, for not doing so that. So now, but I, right. let me ask you this. In fact, do you guys know uh, Dr. Dre, the producer, rapper? Yes, yes. He got his daughter into the school by, like, donating 200000 300000 mm -hmm. They renamed the building after him. Mm -hmm. He donated so much money. You know what? And, and if she's a total idiot, then I have a problem with it. If she's borderline, I don't. I really don't have a problem. I think. With it. I think she's. You yeah, know, that's buying your 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 entrance. But that's. I mean, you you know, uh, younger families in this area. They, well, they they have interviews. They they try to have good resumes. I want to get little Timmy into this. You know, special academy. Uh, there, it happens. All there's the time. no way I would have. I could have gotten in in any of those schools, even if I had great grades, because of the quota system. How many other uh, Hispanic people were there that I would have been competing against? There was such a small number of Hispanics that would get in. So I had no chance. My parents couldn't bring that money to bear to influence. You know, Glenn Beck did a thing on this. Look how many of the politicians, again, back to them, children made Ivy League college. Uh -huh. The Cuomo's, both uh -huh. of them made it. What's the yeah. odds of that? Yeah, Fredo. Pelosi's child yes. made it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. Uh, the guy who sold uh, exactly. I like to, to know the guy right. who sold his company to uh, Al, Al Jazeera. What's his name? Al Jazeera. Uh, yeah. Yeah. His. I mean. Oh yeah. And, well, and exactly, I forget yeah. there was one. I wish I could yeah, pull up I, the names. Who's. Three children all made it into yeah, and I Ivy League college. Scores. Yeah, I'd like and to know Fredo's SAT scores. Yeah, statistically, yes. the odds of three children making it was greater mm -hmm. than even getting struck by lightning. See? <laughs> meanwhile, I, wow. meanwhile, try to be Asian and get into. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Chinese are actually yeah. suing Harvard now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. And yeah. I'm, 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 you know, <clears throat> yeah. my daughter is not filling out. That box. So, nope. so not that me, I, want, I want her to go there anyway. Yeah. So in the case of Lori, uh, does does the school not bear any responsibilities? Because why didn't they check to see that indeed the child had this experience in high school uh, that ha had was part of the the rowing team? Sometimes, specifically universities, they're kind of big. Oh. You could departments don't always talk. Who I would put on the stand <clears throat> and maybe investigate is the coach of the rowing team. Right. Well, Them they've I already investigated. They've already been, the school on the yeah. whole. They, they investigated me, my scores, and they investigated that, uh, you know, the only thing, well, extracurricular activity that I had was uh, some clubs and tennis. They investigated all of that. I know. Uh, I'm saying, so why I wouldn't they the investigate? I, I, 
I don't know. I, I just think that the school should bear some responsibility here. Um, no, I don't see, I don't hear anyone talking about suing the school for um, not doing a very thorough job and taking the money, you know, wink, wink, taking the money. Uh, it, you know, it was they, a pervasive disease that they allowed yes, to yes, grow. Yes, And the, because it's, yes. uh, disease is probably a bad analogy in one end, in one regard, because they allowed it to grow because of the money. So they were, yes. they were benefiting from this disease, but they knew it was there. So, Listen, I've owned companies. I've read books on turning around IBM, other companies. These guys that get to the top to run these colleges, they're not idiots. Yeah. They know what's going on. You think they know the whole time? I, I think I he may not know the individual depth, but they have an idea of the mm -hmm. pulse of where the money's coming from. Yeah. You know, uh, well, so I'll Frank, give you, I'll Frank. give you an example. I'm sorry. When I was <laughs> at school, that's nameless, a top 50 school in the country. When I was there, I knew someone who got had a very famous name. Their family was very connected politically. He was actually my roommate. He got in trouble on campus. They wanted to kick him out because his famous relative was uh, notorious. Um, and what solved the problem? Money. Money. <laughs> Money eventually solved the problem. And, and, and not even that. I, I got into some trouble as a, a child. donation. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go into what it was. No, but, but my mother, bless her heart, the little Jewish woman, knew Fino, who was the politician, <laughs> and uh, she brought me and pleaded my case. Names. And, well, Fino, I mean, he's probably <laughs> dead by now, but it doesn't matter. Uh, all of a sudden, the problem that I had disappeared <laughs> because my mother was able to talk to this guy, wow. and I don't know what she said before I went into the room, but wow. it was fixed. I, that, I mean, you can have a three-week yeah, discussion see. on education because so, you could go so into So, Frank, it. here's uh, – uh, I know that uh, you like uh, writing letters. Here's a letter that needs to be written. Um, oh, oh, let me just interrupt you. By the way, I wrote the letter to the president. You did? did you? Oh, yeah. You didn't show it to us. I didn't show it to you. When I get a response, I'll show it to you. We'll see what we'll do. So, right. uh, so another know. letter. Uh, and and every, every podcast uh, might generate a letter. So – Frank's letter I think corner. we need to, Frank Frank's letters. <laughs> yeah, Frank's there you go. Rants so, from the red man. That's what I'm going to call. <laughs> there you go. There you so go. the next letter should be uh, uh, college entrance reform. Mm -hmm. There's that's a that's a whole boatload of uh, college cost reform. College what? Cost. cost oh, that's another one. Yeah, but college entrance reform, including. Uh, there's got to be some accountability for the colleges, the universities, accountability for how students are getting in the ACT and the SAT. It's become a uh, a joke, oh, pretty much. I'm in the middle of that now. A joke. I look at the test. First of all, I don't remember it being that ridiculous, but it has nothing to do with knowledge. It has yeah. to do with training yourself to take the test, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, that's uh, what it has nothing that's to do what with what you know. Teacher, it's teaching you know, how right. to approach a test. That's not, you know. Ask the kids about, uh, you know, about what they know, not not try to train them and have them spend hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars on tutoring to take the test. Yeah, they're asking questions SAT such as, uh, did, you, uh, did you eat? Uh, do you have food at home? Uh, do you have uh, a bed to go to? In oh, other words, that, and they're that, getting, they're using that yeah. as you get credit if you answer all those questions, no, they that, did shoot that down. They did shoot that down. They did shoot. Did they yeah, shoot that it down? Shot I was, down. 
Okay, I haven't been in school in a while. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm obviously the youngest person here, Mr. M, millennial. <clears throat> that is that was going yeah, that that to be proposed to be on the. No, it was uh, a few weeks ago. It was proposed that, uh, what they call it, hardship points. Yeah, <laughs> hardship points. That's what. They, it was. But it did, it, they did. <gasps> they are. There is pushback. Crap. Yeah. So in other words, if you come from a lower income or a certain minority, or or you're homeless, or you are on. You're on food stamp. Those all you get added points to your SATs for that. That is a load of crap. Okay, and who is this affecting? <laughs> you know, and you know, because the bottom line is, if you made the level uh, playing field even, and I'm not saying this because my kids happen to be Asian, but if you made the 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 playing field even, and you just put scores in anonymously, the only people who would be in Ivy Leagues would be Asians and Jews. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nobody else would be there yeah. because the, the, the schools would be seventy-five percent Asian and twenty-five percent Jewish. Why? You know, I would argue it's a cultural thing, but we can mm-hmm. have that in the age of diversity. Okay. Yeah. So you have to make it diverse. So who's going to suffer? All these, all these, who's suffering? Is all the kids that really belong need to be there? Because you have to be diverse. You have to give the lower, the lower, the, the lower no, kids. See, they're going to get eaten alive but, anyway. Part of the reform should include that as as uh, colleges are making decisions over acceptance, that they should be looking at a profile with a number, not a name, not a culture, because mm-hmm. so many of the decisions are made based on culture and filling quotas. And so if I happen, because, because let's say, depending on the city I'm in, uh, the quotas are filled easily for Hispanics, I'll never get a chance, so uh, I won't get in. Rico will not get in because... Uh, they'll know that it, a Hispanic. Yeah, but that gets back to well, identity politics and everything that's. that's yeah, but it, that's with a there. number, then no, everybody no. gets an equal chance. I agree. I agree with you, but it's not the way it's done now. <laughs> oh no, this no, identity why, politics and everything—that's the that's way why, it's it's all going. That's why we're asking for reform. These Asians the are not all coming from wealthy. You know, these Asians aren't all coming. They're coming from, but the, the culture of the hard work. You know, the Asian grading system: A average, B below average, C. Whatever D Leave, don't D Leave. don't come home yeah, yeah, and F find another family. That's yeah. the, you know, and, I don't even and, know if right? they get to F. And like you, know, you said, as as a kid, were, were the Jewish kids out playing stickball? No, no, they were all home taking their piano lessons and yes. studying trigonometry. Yeah, yes. There's all the Italians yeah. out there, baby. <laughs> you know, so Frank, they, I but they already the, did it. In I, I expect York. results. Okay. You want me to write I a letter to who? I knew how to. I knew to write the president. <laughs> By the way, you know that's a, not to get off. That, that's the second time I wrote the president. I wrote Obama. Never got a response. You would no. think they would at least send something back to say, thank you, kiss my tukus or nothing. You know, I don't want to do it. I got, well, I got in time. When did you send it? Obama, I'm talking about the oh. first one I sent. And by now, I should have gotten a response. <laughs> did you move? Maybe you just uh, got lost in the shuffle. You know, you know, I didn't get a, my opinion. It right. made too much sense. Oh. When, when, no, when, when, because it, it wasn't politically what they wanted to do. Well, I like to read that letter and see, and I would tell you, yeah, this is why you <laughs> you didn't get no, an answer. The letter to Obama was very simple when they were when they were doing the simple, thing. but was it nice? It was nice oh, with okay. the housing problem that was going on. Okay. Instead of awarding people who weren't stewards of their money, everybody should have gotten the same credit, and it should have been by zip code or by state, and everybody would have gotten the same amount of money chopped off their mortgage. Yeah, reparations. <laughs> Not reparations. <laughs> the person like me who paid my mortgage every month would have gotten the same if, if, if I didn't owe any money, which thank God I didn't at the time. Give me a tax credit. You know why? Because the people that 
didn't do the right thing handling their money, they were rewarded. Me, who did my thing the right way, paid my taxes, my mortgage, I got bupkis. Well, do you know what my head will probably I didn't pop put bupkis in the letter. I if said they, if they <laughs> start this student loan forgiveness thing, my head will pop off because I worked 150 hours a week for eight years to go to school and to law school. I mean, we worked ridiculous amounts, especially in the summers. We worked 12, 14 hours a day every day and went to, you know, so that I didn't. And I still came out with student loans. And now I'm doing it 40 years later, so I don't have to take student loans. And I don't apply for financial aid for my daughter to go to UF. I don't. So I don't apply for the, I don't, I don't, um, not apply. I don't uh, qualify for aid. So I have to pay for it. So I pay for it, but I work hard and save my money so I don't have to take a loan. And then at the and end, you know, I get screwed. Because and you know there's the going to be fraud even eight. with the money. People are not going to use the money for the, what they're supposed oh, yeah. to. I mean, there's well, always. That's the other thing is that this thing of student loan. When I took my, you know, $6,000 in student loans for college, the money was given directly to the school. Yes. Oh, now yeah. they give it to the student. To the, the student goes out that, and buys a car. A lot car, of them do. Not all loans. A laptop. A lot of loans. They go out and they go buy a car. They go buy. They give it. To, they write you a check and you can do with it whatever you want. I said this I mean, before. That, why are we no longer responsible for our actions? <laughs> you have someone here his own business. I've owned maybe five or six businesses in my life. If one of those businesses failed because I choose or chose to sell widgets, mm-hmm. nobody would come and say, Frank, you know, the economy went against you. You shouldn't have did widgets. Forget <laughs> about the money you owe. Mm-hmm. But yet someone who chooses a college to go to college and chooses a major that doesn't make money, or unfortunately, the economy goes sour when you get out, you still owe the money. That's life. Well, That's being responsible for what happens. What's the most famous scam of all? What's the name of that technical school? It's been on TV for the last 30 oh, years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget the something name. Something, uh, MT, uh, Technical Institute, whatever, something Technical Institute. Two days. Debray. Not the bribe, but that's one of the top three. But it was ITT. Really? ITT. What, what, what happened with that? Two days after the federal government stopped providing loans for their students because of fraud, the school closed. Yep. Because yeah. every single student was getting 100% tuition, and probably 60% of those students were yeah. dropping out. Oh, dropped they had out. no skin in the game. So they go there for 10 months and say, ah, this isn't for me. What do they care? Yeah. Because it wasn't a loan. They got grants. So the minute, so the, the, you know, finally the government said no more, the school closed because the federal government was paying everybody's bill. I, on that note, I, I was listening to Glenn Beck the other day. Not Glenn Beck. This was uh, uh, Dennis Prager. It's a related topic. He asked the gentleman who was talking about why the medical system in this country has such difficulty. And Prager asked him, why is it that plastic surgery has gone down in cost? And I guess it's true because there was the gentleman who's a doctor reported yes, and you know why? Because of competition. Whenever there's competition and you allow the system to work, they learn to do it at a, a lower price, and that's what we're talking about here with the colleges. There's no competition. The government guarantees the money. And you can raise it to no matter what, and nobody's looking. So if, if, if you have a guarantee of getting the money, like Tom just said, 
Why not keep it rolling until someone says stop? <laughs> well, the student loan crisis isn't a crisis in the ability inability to pay back loans. The whole crisis is the fact that no education is worth $80,000 a year. So that actually, perfect segue. I, you know, we're talking about grants, we're talking about loans, we're talking about school, and that no education, you said it perfectly, no, I agree with you, no education is worth 80000 So personally, as a millennial, there is a, a, a good chunk, a good group of people that are actually um, dropping out of college or not even starting it altogether because they feel like it's not, mm-hmm. like it's not for them. I am one of those people. I mm-hmm. didn't go to school and I went to the workforce and now, you know, uh, own a business of my own and work for myself. And I love it and I would never look back. Uh, all of you have gone through school. Do you feel like it's still worth it in 2019 for a student to apply to school? Do you feel like it's really just a matter of reform like we were talking about? How, how are your feelings towards have – you, have you lost love for education because of – what they're teaching your students, how much they're charging. I mean, right now it seems like it's a big heap of, you know, garbage. It's like Prager. <laughs> I went to school. I, I wanted to be a lawyer. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to be a lawyer. Let me go to college to educate myself, to learn to be a critical thinker, a, gr- a good reader, a good writer, a good a- analyzer. So I got a liberal arts education. I was a history major and in in, uh, an English literature and a history major. Okay, I, I came out educated. I felt I came out educated and knowledgeable at a cost of, you know, at a top, you know, second tier Ivy type school for uh, $9,000 a year. Nineteen. This is early 80s. That same school now is sixty five to seventy five thousand. Same school a year, a year. OK, is it worth it? No, I'm. I'm a huge believer in liberal in in that education, you know, but that that education is dead. The fact that you can graduate from over a hundred major colleges in this country with an English literature degree like I have, and I think an English literature degree is incredible. What it's done uh, to uh, add to my life. But is that degree the same as the one that they're giving out? No, because there are the uh, UCLA, Penn, right? Penn University of Pennsylvania, Ivy. You can graduate with a degree in English literature from Penn and never take a course in Shakespeare. You can take gender studies and and woman's studies and uh, racial studies, but you're graduating from an Ivy League school with a degree in English literature. This is in French, and never take Shakespeare. Never read about Chaucer. Never, never read the great classics in America. But you can do all the modern stuff. So liberal arts to me is dead to a point where I'm shocked now that I, my own children, I don't want them going for liberal arts because it's dead. Again, I put that, the owners, I put that on the universities. There are so many worthless degrees out there. So I've changed, I've had a change of heart, a change of mind concerning that. Um, I believe that it's still worth it to go for the traditional uh, degrees, such as if you want to be an architect, you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, a nurse, a pharmacist. But anything else, anything else, uh, and again, there are a few more, but anything else, it's an absolute, in my mind, an absolute waste of time. I think we need mm-hmm. to make more focus. We've lost sight of the the trades. Trade We've lost track of that. Now, there are some communities that are building very good trade schools, 
Uh, mm-hmm. I believe the community that we live in, it's, it it's doing that. Flourishing yes, yes, community. but not enough. I not mean, enough. They they have a fireman's uh, firefighting school, yeah. police academy. Yep. They have technical for mechanics, yeah. electrical, mm-hmm. plumbing, EMT. Yes. cosmetology. Very much needed. They, Very I think much the needed. Technical schools in this area. Are those are those, and you get you do get educated in those areas. Uh, but I think the onus is, should be on the schools again. Reform education, reform the colleges. No, and they've created this uh, this uh, um, cottage industry of worthless degrees, and they're just it's more money. Uh, has, I mean, the surveys done on the salaries of some of these professors at some of these Ivy League schools, it's incredible. Um, or two days a week, and then yeah, the ratio four hundred thousand dollars a year for a ratio of administrative administrative <clears throat> deans to professors is ridiculous. There's like 9,000 deans in these schools, a dean for everything. So so high school education, up right up to high school, students are not coming out with the necessary knowledge. They're not prepared. Uh, as compared to uh, in the uh, 1800s, early 1900s, where you came out with a high school degree and you knew, you, you, you were equipped. Today, Students are coming out, they know nothing about economics, absolutely nothing about geography, nothing about government and civics. That, that, so you, now you're going into college and go into some, some silly degree that gets you nowhere, uh, and, and you're going to be perhaps flipping burger uh, when you graduate because there's no demand or there's no... And so these are the type of students that are now out there protesting and clamoring for relief for their loans mm-hmm. and they have nothing to show for and they feel and to some degree you got to feel for them because either their parents or they themselves or the school did not guide them you were sold a false bill of you remember, the, remember the one we, remember the regard. one from a month ago the couple it was on the internet oh yeah right they could both go to school <laughs> now they both have 40,000 or 60,000 dollars in debt neither of them can get a job so now, between the two of them, they have eighty to ninety hundred thousand dollars in debt, yes. and neither can get a job. So what do they do? I'm I'm sorry, you can't fix stupid. So they both go, gee, let's go to graduate school. Maybe that'll help. They go to graduate <laughs> school. By the time they're done with graduate school, now they have one hundred sixty thousand dollars in debt. Okay, neither of them can get a job. So the husband says, I think I'll go. Uh, maybe I'll go to let, let me go to some kind of medical school. So by the time they're all said and done, they have four hundred thousand dollars in debt. They just keep going because they can't get a job. So oh, let me let me do a little more. I mean, how am I supposed to bail out you, somebody that stupid? You shouldn't it's, be allowed. It should be a channel system. Like, oh, you have debt. Do you have a plan for how you're going to pay this? Uh, do you have that's, a plan that's for what how? I said. You, common sense is not common, and it's because we bought the illusion. We bought an illusion society that college, in some manner, makes the person better. I'm going to give myself as a prime example. I only went to college because my father, when I was 18, said, I'm moving to Florida. You can stay here, go to college, or you can go out, get a, you know, uh, get a job and get the hell out. All right? So I went to college. It was a good education. I would do it again. I happened to hit it at the right time as far as cost. But did I use it? No. I graduated college in three or four years. What I talked about, I always want to get things done real quick. That's who I am. But... I had no guidance from my father. All he cared was that I was going to college. So all I did was, how many credits I got to do to get out? 127. <laughs> I got 127 in three years. I'm out. All right? Didn't matter what degree. Didn't matter what subject. I picked sociology probably because I leaned towards it. But my father didn't care. Nobody was guiding me. The, the people at the college weren't guiding me. 
Hmm. I mean, this disease started long ago. We think it's new now. Like everything else, it, it takes time to evolve. You plant the seed, and now we're getting the crop. Yeah. The crop is those kids who just think college is the end all. If you look at statistics, and I'm not talking about success because there's different degrees of success, but we're mostly talking monetarily. We're not talking about spiritually, ethically. That's a whole different discussion. The Millionaire Next Door, if you ever read that book, who is it? It's small business people. Most of them didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. If you listen to Prager's five-minute video, mm -hmm. the people that are millionaires are people who are good stewards of their money, excluding that small percentage who God blessed them with a talent to sing or something of that nature, compose. Yeah, those people are mm -hmm. or, or inherited it. Mm -hmm. But that's a small percentage. That's less than 5%. Everybody else made it because common sense, worked hard, good stewards of their money. And when they got knocked down, they took responsibility, got up. Look at Bezos. Mm. I mean, Amazon, he had some trouble starting mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Look at the, the guy that uh, was a FUBU, the guy that did it out of the back of his car. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. He had people sewing in his neighborhood. Damon. Damon yeah. I he's, on, he's on Shark Tank. He's on Shark Tank. Yeah, even Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, yeah. the guy that started a computer in the garage. I mean, yeah. these guys, it's probably some girls, the girl at the Spanx. I saw her on Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. They took responsibility. They took a risk. Mm -hmm. They worked like dogs. Mm -hmm. It's but college, I'm, and some of them went to college. Yeah, college doesn't teach you hard work. No, but I think oh. college, ideally, I still believe, think college, you shouldn't go to college uh, uh, to ensure you a job. I don't think that's what college really it's should taught. It's been taught to us. No, but it's, in a, other it, words, it's evolved to that. In other words, you could, you, the average doctor, uh, they're not as smart as you if think you they are. Any millennial, why do you go to college? Oh, so I can get a good job. Have, yeah, I know, and it shouldn't be that. It should but be the should way be. I went to college. I went to college. I mean, I think I'm a better person because I fully understand American history and the Constitution. And all. I learned that in college. Did that really make me any? I mean, look at the careers I went into. I had nothing to do with college. But there's a lot of indoctrination. No, no, wait, that's wait, wait. Place. But go back. College. It, I, it, it had enrich a, your life in but other it, ways. It had a lot to do, even though I, I'm. I was negative on my college education. It taught me how to research. Mm -hmm. It taught exactly. me history. Again, yes. when I went to college, it was a different time than now. I did. It was different. I did do Plato. I did do all that other yeah. stuff. So even though I was subliminally getting an education that maybe I didn't uh, directly uh, impart in my it made, it made you a more well-rounded uh, well -rounded individual. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I but agree there's a with lot you. of indoctrination today. That is coming. That that's happening subliminally, and that's also impacting. Yeah, actually, that's why right. I say that very overtly nowadays. Very overtly. Uh, but let me let me well let me focus. Uh, uh, let me ask this question. So, what do we do with the millions of people that have all the degrees, degrees that are worthless, and have all this debt? Now, before you answer that, or before we try to answer that, uh, I think it was. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was uh, either under Bush or perhaps maybe under Obama when when all the loans, the government took over the loans, uh, student loans. I believe it was Obama. Was mm -hmm. it Obama? Uh, so th that was a shift. That was a shift that, uh, and I remember, at least in my time, that student loans, when it was private by banks, they would look you over, they would research mm -hmm. you, and rates were a lot more competitive even at the time. 
I'm, I'm not sure what has happened. The, sh the shift, the mental shift in the fact that the government now ha has taken control. I remember, uh, I, didn't, I never took out a loan, but I remember that uh, with a private bank, for instance, if you went somewhere and, and got a student loan, they were treated differently than a mortgage. or And they gave you a certain time right after you graduated to pay it. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, uh, I, I believe it was like nine months of grace time. Yeah. Until the government still gives you that nine still? months. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But but what? So what did? Uh, what what is the difference uh, with the government having taken that over? Did that do any damage? Sure it did because it took away self responsibility. It made it easier. Yeah. E e okay. Easier I mean, I know people, for what I know to qualify for the loan? Easier, I'm sure easy to qualify. Okay. You qualified a loan that the colleges could raise the tuition no matter what, and you no longer there. You no right. longer responsible. They guarantee there. the schools there. That's yeah. where I was going to. And th so that has created a cottage industry. And so the, the, the schools have created all these stupid, silly degrees. And, and also, there's no accountability for the colleges how, on how to, they spend. I saw a survey not long ago. I can't cite it. But some of the Ivy League's schools are sitting on oh, a billion-dollar War chest. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! Uh, no, more than that. I think Yale's like eight billion dollars. Okay, so right. why is Yale exactly, exactly? So that's what I mean about exactly. reform. Nobody is looking at this, and this and is going to explode on our faces. They don't want to look at it because, again, it, they're going to have to accept that they dropped the ball. You know that saying? Uh, what is it? Tell it to city. A, a pox on both your houses. I'm trying to go way back in my thing, but that line. Where's that line from? That's not a tale of two cities. That's Romeo and Juliet. All right. All right. Pox on both your houses. The Republicans and, and, and Democrats. Yeah, you listen better than I do, but I got out anyway. <laughs> uh, but but the point is, the Republicans and Democrats, they both dropped the ball. They both did. And they and I'm I'm not looking to get yeah, political this is not here. A single party issue. Yeah. No, this they, has been going. Nobody on. wants to. It's it's sort of like Social Security, which we'll get into. Why is it so difficult? You know, very simple. You created a plan where when the plan was implemented, the average person lived the year over, over the year they collected. That's All right? right. That's what it was. You were expected to live to 66 point something. I did some research on it because I thought we'd talk about it someday. Uh, but they should have just tied it to your uh, life expectancy. So in, and it would have escalated uh, as life expectancy went up. I was say, so 65 like would have become 70 or so, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And again, it comes back to my example. Put a... Put a frog in boiling water, and it'll jump out right away. Put him in simian water, and right. he'll slowly die. He's well, not going to realize it. Yeah. That's what the politicians did. Yeah, they the kicked the ball down the can. They let this simmer over. It's the same All right, thing. So we, we know now. So there was something that the government did once again, and it ruined it. So what what could but be done? Even before that, but well, there's still well, a good there's still a good flip side to right, it, but, and I don't know what the answer is. Well, and and because there's still examples, okay? I think University of Florida or University of Central Florida, okay? Or, or, or you know, public, public Florida universities, for example. University of Florida is top 10 public university in the country now. It costs about... It's still too expensive. 14000 16000 to go there. I, don't, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, 14, you know, you know what? I, I hate it when people talk about the exceptions. The patient, is, the patient is dying. Don't talk to me about the guy who smoked cigarettes for five years and he's still, but, he's still alive. You but know? it's doable. The patient has the disease. What are they doing? How can they do it? Well, that's, again, that's the I exception. Don't think, but that's but, the thing. I think you and, have a really uh, intelligent uh, daughter, and I think 
it's the perfect storm that she's a good student and hard work. Well, but I'm not going to send her there for communications or a baloney sure, sandwich. Again, but that's right? on your advice. But you I go to UCF and it's all of UCF I, are foreign, foreign STEM students. I can't tell you how many friends I have that have graduated. I'm older. I'm of mm-hmm. the age that my peers have all graduated. <laughs> can't get jobs in the fields. And they didn't get what are the fields? Uh, in marketing or in you know finance or you okay. know pretty standard yeah. nothing too crazy now some of my more specific friends that got into like filmmaking or got a creative degree i, I understand why they don't have jobs because right. that's a right you need to know people you need to have right. talent but some people a friend of mine he uh, uh, a degree in finance it took him three years to find a job and even then it still wasn't the exact degree that he needed but uh, we always knew that but, finance you had to be in a top school and be top in to, your. He went to FSU. Okay, yeah. and and you have to be a top student, and you got to get He's your. Brilliant. You got to get a, your internship on Wall Street. He was you, a part of um, every networking group, every you know? business. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is all great, but I'll give you a prime example again. Life is a picture in time, and you have to have responsibility. I have a friend who was real smart, wanted to work for NASA. He graduated the year after NASA. Cut everything back. Mm-hmm. I remember him coming over my house crying, saying, Red, I did all this work. I can't get a job. That's where I want to work. And I did the same thing I'm telling you guys. Rick, that was his name. Well, you know what? It's crappy what happened to you. He should have gone but in the know, military. But you know what? Get your ass up and do something else. 100%, 100%. You know what the answer you know? is? The answer and you, is and you know what? He became an engineer oh, on a tangential thing because he, he didn't wind up in NASA. NASA's slightly coming back now. But... An engineer, and he, and he had a good job, but he got shot in the heart because of bad timing. Mm-hmm. But life is bad timing. Yeah. The bottom line is 50% of the people in college really shouldn't be going to college. And what we've allowed in this country is not only what Rico said about uh, BS degrees, but the BS college. 100%. That college on TV like Marysville University. My, my, you see? my whole belief and my whole reason for questioning and asking you guys is because – I really have lost faith in it. One, because I, I know I'm biased. I didn't go. Mm-hmm. But seeing my peers, seeing you know friends, people all over the country of my age, that what 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 bill of goods have we been sold? So personally, I think I agree with what Rico said that we probably should push harder those blue collar jobs because they're good, honest jobs. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't look down on them. And then secondly, I think maybe we should pivot the university model to a more expedited, focused structure. Uh, A a lot of um, colleges, uh, creative colleges, I'm I'm a designer, I'm a creative guy. There's a school in Orlando, Full Sail, and it's an expedited program, 18 to 24 months. And you get out and you get plugged in. And you actually learn something. You learn something in your your craft. And they also, they they, uh, promise that you will get connected. They'll place you in the industry. So that, while again, they're really expensive, they're a private school, that is way more attractive than just I don't know. I'm going to get a you know a liberal arts degree. Okay, so so again, uh, just to refocus a little bit, because uh, I have a question that I want to ask everyone. So I, I'm I I believe personally that there are many ills in this whole educational system, from from the parents to the uh, grammar schools, high schools, and colleges. But I also believe that. There was a line of demarcation. Something happened, that shift that happened when the government took over the loans that created this appetite 
for universities creating all these silly degrees and for students to students that like you said that shouldn't be in school uh getting in so all right so that happened and now we have students that are up to their heads in debt so my question is my question is what could possibly be done about those students that have these degrees that they can't get jobs they're working at Starbucks or something else in the service industry restaurants what if anything can be done for those students that are paying this massive debt that they have is there anything that can be done because we're hearing the elections are coming up and we're hearing the top tier of the democrats saying school loans forgiveness nobody's talking about how it's going to be paid but i'm just yeah, curious I'm just curious what what do you got what if anything can be done about somebody that has these massive debts? You don't want to talk to me because I just think that you, you, you made wanna, a bad choice and you, you got to pay for it. It's, it's what we were talking about with Felicity Huffman. You made the mistake. You decided to cheat. You have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, but the the well, let's talk about the lower middle class family, and it it's. To me, to me, the first thing you have to do is shut down 40% of the universities. You have to shut down the, the. I mean, how many do we have here in Sarasota? The, I don't want to name names, but these schools that you barely heard of, yeah. where the uh, any school that has an 85% admission rate, in other words, there's one on TV. What is it? Uh, Marysville University? You see it on TV? No, no uh, application fee. You don't even have to fill out an application. You don't have no standards whatsoever. So what kind of person goes to a college that anybody can get into, right, and expects to get a good education or expect to have value to that? I don't, I don't get it. There is no – there is no – But, again, what do, you, what do you do for the kids that uh, – when I graduated, 1974, was a recession. I was a McDonald's manager. Why? Because that's the job I could get. What do you do with the kids that graduated in 2008 9? Mm -hmm. The economy went south. What are you going to do? That's right. well, uh, oh, And you can take it to another degree. You see someone that's got a disease. You know, it's not their fault. There's a difference. One made a choice, but one, but you, you, how do you help that person? All right, so how about this? I, ha I have an idea. Uh, let me just throw it out there. So suppose, uh, suppose there is a, a, a government program. <laughs> that uh, for specific industries, okay, um, let's say that we're looking at the 80-20 uh, rule, specific industries, and we find companies, companies are, um, uh, are on a volunteer basis, companies decide, oh, yes, I want to be part of this or not, okay? So we're not forcing any company to be part of this. But let's say that company A, it's, uh, it's able to hire people with uh, uh, social um, – uh, science degrees, okay? Uh, what if the company is given some sort of incentive, a tax write-off or something, um, that says, okay, you are going to hire 100 people. Uh, these people have debt. Uh, can, you, can you perhaps help them by guaranteeing that you'll pay off at least 20% of their debt you employ them. Obviously, they have to be uh, uh, stand, you know, st good employees and all that. It's not guaranteed. If you mess up, you get, you know, you get fired. But what if the company agrees and hires these people, and on day one, you know, twenty percent of their debt is wiped out, uh, and uh, or helps them re, re their debt, 
some sort of program like that. And the guarantee from the government is is that uh, should there be uh, should the some sort of a, a guarantee that if the person ends up being a bad employee or leaves before two years, let's say, that the company gets reimbursed for the training or whatever it is or something like some sort. Obviously, there are more specifics mm-hmm. to this, but what about something like that? So it's a hybrid between private entity and government and there's accountability because the reason why I'm talking about this is is it, this is a we don't even we have we don't even know we just see the tip of the iceberg here and this is going to explode we're beginning to see pockets of 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 uh almost a rioting uh, uh masses in some specific cities particularly in these both co- coasts where students people are are resorting to violence and resorting to anything because they are at they are hitting a wall. They are at a dead end. They they know they don't know what to do, and they they see nothing but but uh, failure in their future after having gone to college, getting nothing. It's partly their own fault because they picked a degree, perhaps, but they're up to their eyeballs in debt. Any comments about? First of all, you're, you're in a dream world because the government <laughs> the government can't run what it is now. And if you think they're going to be able to run that program, which I think empirically on paper makes sense, never happened. Second, these kids, they have the wrong state of mind. You know, I I had a stepchild that that came out of uh, prison, unfortunately. And I said to him, he's looking at what to do. I I knew someone who was a plumber. So you guys know, I asked, would you take him under your wings? And you know someone, he said, I can find someone for you, Frank. And I said to him, listen, go be a plumber. I'll pay for it, and the guy, and, the, and he, you know what? He don't want to do it. I said, listen, the crap's out. Always got to go to the street. You're going to have a job. Mm-hmm. These kids think they deserve more than what you're going to offer them. Some of them may have the talent to go for it, but some of them have to be plumbers. Some of them have to be carpenters. Some of them have to be auto mechanics. They don't want to do it. They think they should make a hundred thousand dollars coming out of the gate because of who they are that they always got a trophy for what they did and they finished college. But little do they know, yes, you have to work hard, but you could make a, a good living being a plumber. If you start your own plumbing business. Listen, the G- a- GM guys just went on strike. You know what the average guy makes? 90 grand. Yeah, make, they make 50-something dollars an hour. That's 90, 90 grand. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying you're going to get the richest person in town, but if you manage your money, you should be able to su- survive at least. Again, I'm not mm-hmm. saying you're going to live like a king. But ninety grand a year, okay. ninety is, grand is sufficient. The, the thing they don't want to work. Why is this country? This may take us off topic because I have other things to say. Why is this country ever so slowly being uh, in the medical field being dominated by foreigners? Why is our nurses, our nurse population? I don't know what the increase is every year. Is is you can see the increase by Asian, Jamaican, and African nurses. Okay, they're we're, willing to work hard. They're well, we're talking work. about jobs that pay thirty-five to fifty-five dollars an hour. A nurse that's out in the field for a while, she's out there and making well into the fifties. Why? And room for promotion. Okay. Well, why are there no? Amer- you know, and I'm not. I don't want to get into a racial thing here. But why are they all Haitian, Jamaican? Why are they all immigrants? White, white American middle class America doesn't think a fifty-five dollar hour it's job. It's not that they're spoiled. 
They it, think that exactly. job is below them. That's what it comes down to. That's why I said your idea, Rico, is good, but they don't want to do what's necessary. Yeah, look, think, you know, Tom. It, it, Tom did what he had to do when he went to college. I did some crap jobs, some stuff on the side to make extra money. But I did some crap jobs because that's what I had to yeah. do to get by. Oh, what well, we did, be, we didn't need. I mean, I understand something like that has to be done. But just like immigration, you can't do that until you go to the other end and fix the problem. Just like immigration, so, you can't talk about amnesty until you build the wall. So, so uh, to Rico's point, I and Frank, I agree, and Tom, I think, agrees as well. The plan is good. It's a great starting place, but maybe you need to develop – because I think you could even sway the Democrat to believe in that plan. I think you could sway the Republican to believe in that plan. The person you need to convince of that plan is the, the student on, on work. Yeah, but this is oh, – well, first yeah, of all, first of all, them. I'm talking about this is strictly on a volunteer basis. So the person, the student, is going to have to sign up and go through some – some uh, filtering process. The companies signed up because they see a benefit and a tax incentive that they yeah, didn't yeah. have before. And the government, uh, it's kind of like a, the guarantee. So this this can only work because it's a hybrid pro- program. Yeah. Um, but but I don't think it should I be agree. available to somebody who graduates with a degree in gender studies. Yes. I mean, if you think <laughs> exactly. that when you're a senior in high school it, and you're applying to school, if you think, all right, I'm going to be a major. In, and if you think that's your, it, your gateway to a decent job, so, the, so like I said, that supply that's, and that's a one thing to the problem. But you got to stop supply the floodgates. And demand, yes. You have to shut down Turn 40% yeah. of the schools in this country that are turning out people with Reform, useless exactly. degrees from useless the, institutions. The point that I'm trying to, to solve is that I personally see a coming revolution, a coming uh, just like uh, in the 60s, the uh, what the Vietnam era created and and the civil rights and all of that i believe that there is coming uh, a revolution of disenfranchised people uh, specifically of the millennial age group that fe- that feel that they have no future when you corner a cat when you corner an animal they will they will they will react like an animal and so I think we need to get somehow proactive, and I, I think, like you said, I think both parties would would uh, see an incentive. Again, I think the conservatives would would uh, jump on board this because it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. What do I mean by a hybrid? It's private, private enterprise, somewhat with a. And look at all the projects that have been uh, done under a hybrid. They have worked yeah. um, because there's accountability. There is. Uh, and there's mud but, on both but how do you how so do I you think... stop? But you got to stop the the supply of these thousands well, that's, of people. That that's additional. That's that reform. That's the, no, that's it's, the letter it's... that Frank is going to write. Yeah, but you, they, no, but, you, but, but you but you also got to get the person that's willing to do it. You've got to let. This people is all know. well and good. You know, Jack Welch, the guy who turned around IBM. I read the yeah. book. It's called yeah. Dancing on the Hell yes. uh, Head of a Pin. Yes, great, right guy. You can't just let the government do it. You got to get the guy who's really going to have the cuyones to (laughs) to do what's necessary. And you know what? The politicians won't let them. But Frank, I'm talking. This is volunteer. This is a program that you doesn't matter. The kids are volunteer. You want to get yourself out of the hole. Put your name in the program, and a company will come calling. I'm not saying not to do it. Still, the right guys got to run it. The first thing that you have to do, though. There's is, no one to run it. It's all private. Stop the flow. It's not private. Someone's got to direct the private no, companies. No, 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 no. All you do is you create the program. But the the company signs up, and and sits there and waits and gets a list 
of potential applicants and the person has to apply and the company then calls whoever they want so it's it's a free enterprise free enterprise but you're giving them a tax credit you said only if the company accepts a, a group still, of students and they can prove that the, that they went who's through the going to check the proof it's all part of the tax system the the, the government you're getting the, back the, to the, the, the company so you're not has coming to where i'm coming from the company has once to report. the government gets involved and you don't have the right person no, no. there's room the, for people to abru- the government abuse is the only involved to the extent that they guarantee something and, and number one number checking, two who's wait, checking tom to make sure the 10 people you, he gave let me not tell, tell you at the end of the year there's reporting just like to the, who you report into uh, like just like you do your tax reporting, and you re- you think that people doing the taxes Wait, care? Hang on, hang on. Uh, an example, for instance, a hospital has to report on an annual basis certain parameters, certain things, whether it be to the Joint Commission, a- a- any number of regulatory agencies that govern healthcare. Okay, here in Florida would be to the Agency for Healthcare Administration, and that's why fentanyl's been so good because no, of their no, reporting. No, no, no. no, and who's they, checked they, the reporting? No, the report. You so you report, and based on that report. Uh, th- there's nothing that the government is going to do. All the government is there is in case that student bails out be prior to, uh, say, two years, then the the government reimburses you for the training that you invested on that student. But you're giving them a 20% credit. Isn't that the company? And the, the company gets a 20% credit. No, no, no. The company agrees, and we can say it's either 10, 20, I'm 30. I'm not worried about the number. So let's say uh, Joe Blow applies to the program and sits there and waits for a company to call. Then company ABC calls the, that applicant. Now, the, between the applicant and the company, there's an agreement. Yes. And this particular company, because they are so desperate for that type of skill, they say, listen, our program is we will absorb 20% off the bat, no questions asked, of your $80,000 debt. Okay. Now, we will continue to give you incentives. And we will continue to pay off maybe more, but you have a commitment of two years working for us. If you bail out before the two years, we're going to get reimbursed for the training that we invested, but you're out of luck. The student will- And they're getting reimbursed. I, I misunderstood no, what you I said, but they're I, getting reimbursed by who? The reimbursement up for the training, it's, it's guaranteed by the government. So again, you're taking more of my money uh, for the mistake no, wait, that these people wait, made. Wait, I, I misspoke. The reimbursement is- for the lifespan of that employment, the company gets an additional tax write-off of some sort. Right. And that's an incentive for the company. It's like a shelter. Okay. It's like a shelter. I, I would improve upon that. You know okay. who should pay the, the money if they drop out? The college that gave them that crappy education. Well, well that, yeah, yeah, I agree with that, but that's going to be harder to pass. If you hire this person, so you got a program like that, you hire the person. And it's a, uh, you know, in the market, it's a $75,000 a year job. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you have everything you do, but now you hire this person at 60000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay? And 15000 yeah. goes to pay the loan. Like a 401k for education. To, so Absolutely. As long as you have that job, you're yes. going to get. Yes. Okay? And, and you have uh, yes. there. But again, the first thing, none of this is going to work unless you close the gates. The first thing you have to do is get the federal government out of the loan business completely you take them out of the loan business and 30 percent of the universities in this country shut their doors tomorrow but but i've always been a useless degree i've always been an incrementalist you cannot just like hillary tried to do 
you know, health care overhaul, it, and it didn't work. Right. And Obama's, I'm an incrementalist, a little bit out of time. So, and I, I want to separate them. These are different buckets. So the bucket of to solve the debt issue for the student, that's what I just finished describing. Right. And the incentive for the companies that are looking for additional tax write-offs, mm -hmm. that would be an incentive for the company to sign up and get these type of uh, applicants. Mm -hmm. The this other bucket would be reform for the, the colleges right. and more accountability for them including including if you if you are taking loans from the government you all you need to then be accountable for salaries of those professors who how could you possibly be making $400,000 a year and show up only once a week like like senator yeah. warren mm -hmm. okay $400,000 a year I, she told I, one class mm -hmm. i may be wrong and no, i I, I don't want to uh, falsely accuse her of anything but that's what i've been reading that is obscene. You have it's to obscene because the, the people let it happen. Well, right. So that's additional like, reform. Going back to the question we talked about, did the people on top know? Somebody got to know that there's someone working for eight hours a week and making Correct. all this money. Somebody my point knew is, that. My point is I'm trying to make these, into, this, these things into manageable pieces. That's a separate bucket. And you cannot uh, go in, you're not going to get consensus on both houses, uh, both parties to agree on all this. I'm t for now... I'm talking about addressing the debt because I'm tying it to the upheaval that is coming. Yeah, but you've got to you're too, you're not going to be able to handle the load until you you, you got to look at the schools and see what the percentage. You got to look at a school uh, I agree. that gets 75% of his income from the federal government. It's a larger that issue. School, that that simply can't be. You can't have I a school. To Rico's point. That's what drives that, cost sure. of tuition. Why not raise the tuition? The government's going to pay for well, it. It's like That's saying not, you got to go back. It's to like saying you have a rowboat with a hole in it, and he wants yeah. to bail it out, but you're not you're not you're patching not a hole. hole. So as much as you bail out, the water's still coming in and, the boat. And the government is so not. So he's saying have, you have to. I patch understand, the hole but in you're, the boat. you might be missing my point, and that is, I am. Uh, he's trying hate, to replace the plan that is going to get passed. Uh, no, no, I am. I am. I'm not going to say. I'm, I'm. I'm not fearful of anything. But I am trying to address what I perceive. This is me, Rico. Right. I perceive that there will be a wave yes. of. Uh, we're perhaps one election away from mayhem mm -hmm. in the United States. Mm -hmm. We've seen pockets of this with uh, Antifa uh, and on the West Coast. We've seen uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street was all about that. Mm -hmm. And now the candidates that are coming up uh, are all talking about that. And that's going to give uh, uh, that's going to it's going to be a wave. And I'm trying to address that because you cannot corner an animal. And that's what I believe has happened. Put yourself in the shoes of you've spent all this money. You've gone. You have nothing to show for and you can't even no longer live. Uh, at your parents' house because they're sick of you and they want to throw you away. But a, a dem uh, so your plan's fine, but a, a conservative is never going to agree to your plan I, unless we plug the hole. I agree with that. And I a, agree. Not and I a liberal agree. is not going to agree to I plug agree, the but hole remember the, because it's closing the door on. But the plan that I'm talking about, the, the plan that I'm talking about, is not costing the taxpayer anything. No, but it's but you but it's the same as amnesty. And the war. No, no, it's not. No, it's not, no, it's not, not amnesty. No. It's not amnesty, but yeah, so you're giving them a way out. But the, again, back to what it's I said, not, a small percentage are going to take that. 
I don't think it's yeah. going to be as high as you think. Well, because yeah. the people are going to have to have the aptitude. Most of them aren't going to want to work in a factory. I understand, but it's the, not. You're out of luck if you don't qualify or you don't want to. The politicians don't have incentives for the applicants, incentives for the company, incentives for the government. I agree with you. But the you line know, of applicants is not being short. I understand, Tom, but I'm breaking it into manageable pieces because it is too big to fix all at once, like a plow. I know, but it's. To me, it is amnesty. I'm not, I should take the word. If I'm giving amnesty to illegals, and I'm giving, oh, it, giving it, and they just keep coming in. How is it amnesty? Solving? The program it's uh, a form in the of purest form of what I'm talking about. No, it's not. Yeah, but it is. No, but it's you not. got to stop the flow. It's not There's forgiveness not because uh, out there, to, there is. Uh, this is a free market. The company sees something for them. You. The applicant sees something for them. Why do you stop find it so difficult if you're going to present your plan, mm -hmm. which makes some sense? Just at the, to say that at the same time, we're not going to fund colleges. Why is that so difficult? So both aspects are taken into account. Uh, have you taken a look at uh, Congress trying to pass That's right, anything? Yeah, this yeah but then your, your thing isn't going to get That's passed. That's why yours isn't, isn't going to be appealed to the conservatives without the other end. The other end they're not going to do without yours. Well, okay, so, so let's, let's look at it from each party's point of view. The, the Democrats are going to eat this up. They're Number one, the the, the 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 and, and the Republicans the are going to say, okay, well, there is a solution, and it's free enterprise, which they always like, and there's an incentive for everybody. Everybody wins. So then the next step is, you bet, reform for colleges and stop the flow. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. But, 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 but why? Gonna, the, the left is not going to go for that because they're going to say. The only way that that's why I say we need to break it into parts. Yeah, but, but they're not, let me, let me ask you a question. Fix, uh, fix why do you think no one's put anything forward on the immigration problem? Let's so, say a logical plan. I'm not. I don't know what that plan is. Why do you think no one's well, touched it? I understand. I not look. They're not going to touch a separate conversation. No, it's part of it. No, but no, your no. plan to come into effect, which I think now I understand it, has merit. You <clears> have to believe that they're going to pass it. And they don't want to pass it. They don't want to solve the problem. I understand, but this one, because because it's coming, it's a wave that's coming. Both parties see and the need to fix it. The, the immigration issue has a whole slew of of its own problems, and there is but that's the problem. There is incentives on both sides not to do anything. Yeah, but but you see this coming as a problem. I may see it coming. The politicians don't want to admit there's a problem. They know there's a problem with the budget. You think they address it? They know there's a problem with Social Security. Do they address it? They look, don't because look, they, me, they're politicians. Let me let me turn thing. Let me give you an example. Suppose suppose this was a year like it was in 2016, where both there was not an incumbent. No, and so it, it was somebody new from both sides. Okay. So suppose the 2020 election is going to be like that. And you hear the Democrats talking like they're talking today about uh, college loan forgiveness and all that. That's the, that's the rhetoric. Well, not, they're talking about that, and that's the reality. Okay. And suppose that you heard someone on the other side talk about the program that I'm talking about. The average, average common sense Amer Americans would know – and, and as long as you explain it, would know that something has got to be done and that this other side, the program that I'm talking about, it's, it's more sensible. It's more sensible. And so that would be the only way. Now, Trump could probably do this with a stroke of a pen, okay? 
the problem with the a lot of the stuff that he's been doing but with the stroke of a pen is could be undone by the next president. And that so that's the drawback about this. But but you're making the assumption that people are gonna think like you. And I don't think what that's do you, mean? you you see this happen on the horizon. The politicians don't. I just watched sixty minutes today. I recorded it from <laughs> Sunday. They did the thing on fentanyl, all right? Most of it comes through the mail from China. Yeah. I didn't know this, but after 9-11, FedEx, UPS, the other private uh, package haulers have to have a uh, bill of lading on what they're shipping. The U.S. Postal Service was exempt. <laughs> Why? Be- because of financial reasons. Here we are, 17 years later, 18 years, 18 years, got to do my math, 18 years later, Postal Service still does not comply. Why? Because politicians don't want to push it. Meanwhile, kids are dying. You're assuming that people are thinking like you. My position is, even though I think you're logical, the vast amount of people out there don't think like you. When, when it comes to what the program, when it, the program when it comes to about? programs, when it comes to taking responsibility, uh, when it when it perhaps. when it comes to doing sacrificing perhaps. for the greater good of the country, perhaps. doesn't there, exist. There's no sacrifice in this program. I'm talking. Perhaps. You asked me a general right. thing. Why they uh, think? I think there is sacrifice in their eyes. The, I can. I think all all of us can agree with your plan and say, yeah, that makes sense. Hardworking, you'll get it done. But, I mean, you just said, uh, Frank just talked about his, what was it, your uh, step-grandchild mm-hmm. that didn't want to become a plumber because he didn't like the type of work. So I think right. there is sacrifice. Right, but, but this is what happens. It's a filtering process. So let's say the year it's on, the, the program is on its second, third, fourth, fifth year, uh, and it gets notoriety, it gets written about, and the people that are being left behind say, man, I wish I could have. And so... It, it's a it's a big country. It's a big process. It's a big wheel. Everything everything takes time. So all I'll say is, you have a better program, put it up. Uh, yeah. uh, it's uh, not. Don't take this the wrong way. It's no, no, I'm not your, taking it's it. It's not that your program is not good. You have to deal with reality. I, I and, understand. And, and reality, understand. we've got. And that's not saying you don't try. Yeah, I'm just. I, I agree with. I trying. just want to address the coming wave of yeah. di- in, disenfranchised, dissatisfied people that are have to be given some option. Rico is more right than than I even think we're giving him credit for because I can I can get on Tom's side of you got to cancel it from you know cut it at the well, root. Well, you got to work and, at the other and, end. And Frank talking about that people aren't going to work hard enough their mentality is wrong. But again, I actually the more we're talking about this, I think something like Rico's plan could get passed. It makes total sense in 1988. When I was in politics, you could no. sit in a room, and I'm just picking it because back in that day, you could sit in a room. You know, Tip O'Neill could sit in a room with Ronald Reagan and hammer but something again, out. Think, think yeah. about the Democratic no, okay. candidates. They are all, not one of them hasn't mentioned it. It's going to happen. What, I think the, it's inevitable the, uh, that they're going to forgive loans. Yeah. If any We're one, one election elected, away from that. If any I one agree. Get elected, it's well, we, forgave the, we forgave the loans on the housing. This the only the time we didn't do that was Paul Volcker. With the savings and loan crisis, and what did he do? He ripped the Band-Aid off. That's when my brother made a lot of money, bought stuff, 10 cents on a dollar. But he ripped the Band-Aid off. Things were hell for a while, but you know what? Everybody was better off. You don't gain a lot by forgiving. 
situations like this. I'm talking about financials now. I'm not saying not to be a forgiving person. You don't gain a lot. People don't learn. 100%. And the way the Democratic candidates are proposing it, no one wins. No. At least the way Rico is proposing it, those businesses can make out with right. some tax benefits. Uh, some people will get job placement. No. I think there's more benefit I to know. go around. I think, oh, no I, again, I don't want no us question. to think that with his idea isn't good. The more no, we no, talk no, about no, it, the better. Yeah. I just see it very difficult to get the even though it makes common sense the saying i have common sense is not common to get the politicians to do it because like, nobody can agree on all right give me this and give me that i think that's not that's give me thing, this right? as long as you close the door well, I have no, okay I'm, I'm rico you write a letter uh, pick the, you know what pick the i politician. am going to write a letter pick the, who to, are you trump, write it to? to trump and to i'm trump. going to outline i'm going to develop don't mention this. my letter <laughs> hey by the way I'll, I'll have a ps hey by the way uh, you haven't responded to Frank. What's right. up? What I think, what I, what I still have some faith in, and the main reason I have faith in this is because of a particular family I know with a very educated father and four children, four very three very who successful is who is children who didn't go to college, okay? And are all extremely successful uh -huh. in my eyes. You got to talk to the fathers. At, he's at their age, okay? What I still have faith that has to happen is that there is going to, I think there still is, I mean, which is going to come first, the, the revolt or the realization over the next 10 or 15 years that, that more young people are going to come out of high school and with, with seeing the access. Look at all the millionaires that are being made by the internet and by YouTube and all these people that, you know, um, the, you know, the, the Mr. Beasts of the world. The Mr. revolt is Mr. around Beast the corner. Mr. Beast is my hero. In my eyes. You know, Mr. Beast is, right? I mean, unbelievable, right? Look what the guy does. Um, but they're going to come out and say, you know what? College isn't worth it. And it's and not. more and more people are going to do that. When you have Dennis Prager, one of the most educated people on the planet, right? The guy speaks Russian. The guy was raised as a typical Orthodox Jew in Brooklyn, right? Education, education, education. When you have a man like him saying it ain't worth it. When you have somebody like me, who are fought my father's biggest pride in his life was marrying five daughters and paying for the weddings and helping or fully funding seven children to go to top tier colleges. That was it. And I, I, I moved into that and I said, you know what? That's what I, I'm yeah. going to do. And now I'm looking, telling my children, you want to go to college? <laughs> you're going for engineering. You're going for this. You're going for this. You're not going yeah. for this, 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 unless you want to yeah. start putting the bill. I think more and more people, and I, I think supply and demand is going to put it has to put pressure, but if yeah. as that pressure puts pressure on these schools, you can't have the government stepping in and giving these schools more money. You've uh, got yeah, to get the sure, government out sure. of it. So uh, I'm in. Everybody knows I'm in healthcare. So I can see this incentive program for hospitals. Uh, hospitals are drowning. The reimbursement schemes for uh, the uh, prospective payment plan programs, such as Medicaid, Medicare. Uh, every year they, they reduce the amounts. And then DRGs, diagnosis-related groupings, DRGs, which says that if you have appendicitis, you get $700. I don't care how you manage it, but if you mm -hmm. have a, a patient with appendicitis, here's $700. So what happens? They force the hospitals to keep you as little as possible mm -hmm. and take care of you in one half a day, one day, boom, you're out. out the door. Okay? That's what forced uh, the, 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 that's what DRGs did. It happened in 82 or, so, or 84, something like that. So reimbursement schemes have have dwindled uh, and so uh, uh, the only th area and, and hospitals have become very 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 lean okay so uh, uh so the patient 
the nurse to, to patient ratio it's at dangerous levels. Well, that's why I go uh, back, and not to cut you off, but that's why I go back to my Jamaican, Haitian, African argument. Yes. Nurses that are getting paid $45 an hour are working like animals with ridiculous amounts of responsibility and stress on them. So, so incentives uh, in the area of uh, tax write-offs or any type of, again, these are, uh, I'm talking uh, in a macro sense. There's a lot to be developed in this. But it would be one way for hospitals to say, okay, finally, uh, I can do, in fact, in fact, there's a little bit of, of a program already similar to this. I, wanna, I won't take too much time. It's called ACO, Accountable Care Organizations. This is something new that, that, that came up uh, in the last five, six years, and it's maturing. It's on the second generation. So basically what it says is that the government has, has said, listen, uh, I know that you're not supposed to uh, do a quid pro quo and, uh, like, for instance, in, in the laboratory business, uh, um, reference laboratories are not allowed to put a phlebotomist, uh, a person that draws blood, because that's an incentive is against this, the Stark laws and the anti-kickback laws and all that. Well, guess what? Under the ACO, they're allowing and they're saying, hey, Hospital ABC and company uh, CBD – you guys get together because here's the out, here's the here's what we the government want. We want best outcomes for for patients. We want efficient treatment, okay, and we want to save money. Three, they call it the triple aim. Okay, work it out among yourselves. And if you work it out and under a board, a specific board that will govern this, all right, we will lift the the sanctions or the the regulatory things that we've put on you. So. So let's say uh, CBD company um, has provides uh, can provide phlebotomists because uh, the the hospital is providing phlebotomists, but it, they don't get anything out of it. But you now CBD gives an incentive to the hospital and gives in the way in the form of some money annual money, and so now the hospital can hire more nurses, more aides, or hire nurses to make sure that the patients when they come out of the surgery. They take their medication and they visit the doctor and all in the, in the again, the triple aim to make sure that there's good outcomes. That's an ACO, okay? So there is already a form of incentivization, if I can use that word, between private entity and entities that are getting money from Medicare, Medicaid. So there is already some sort of loose framework and very strict guidelines because it's got to have a board. In fact, the program that I just mentioned could have a board. It's got to have a board that decides the applicant's eligibility, the applicant's aptitude, and may, and then the reporting of it annually and uh, to make sure that they're meeting whatever uh, requirements. So there is precedence for this, and that's why I believe that both sides of the aisle would see if, if you're, there's got to be a measure of honesty, Frank, to your point, but I think that there's enough incentive for both. And more importantly, the the patient, let's call it the applicant in this sense, is going to say, hey, yes, I'll vote for whoever puts that because I'm at my wit's end. I'm facing the wall. It, I either go wild, go postal, or, or what? I have nowhere to go. I just don't think the government can play a role in it. I, I, I have faith in, in, in private industry doing it, but not, not the government. I mean, Medicare is Medicare is just a synonym for fraud for me. I know too many companies 
that exit that get 100 percent of their income from medicare and the fraud is so ridiculously rampant i agree you know i agree so, but you know if you can if you can Put, put the private industry in to to create a cheaper a hybrid, widget. A hybrid program. The, the government is only acting to make sure that people are reporting and that, that and providing the tax incentive uh, the uh, and perhaps some guarantee of the money. Because uh, I forget the estimates, but uh, if you get hired and you get trained and you put, are put through the whole human resource process, uh, I've, I, it's anywhere between five and 7,000, at least in healthcare. Five to seven thousand dollars that it costs, and if that employee leaves within three months, you're out that money, mm -hmm. and that's not including the recruitment costs of hiring somebody else, finding somebody else. So those are incentives that, uh, and so that's why, in fact, when you get hired, uh, hospitals, for instance, they easily will give you five thousand dollars as a signing bonus, mm -hmm. or perhaps maybe even more for to relocate you. So well, your idea should be taken to the next step, and kids who want to go to college get directed that same way so they're not wasting their education so they know that xyz company like the rotc program like the mm -hmm. rotc that that xyz has a potential for them and yes. blah 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 yeah. plus they do what's it strong campbell when i was a kid that was a test that uh, decided or, or gave you what you were most oh what you were most yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah most yeah. had the <laughs> best tendencies is that what it was called and you're strong really campbell? aging yourself well i am aging myself <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm near the end i took that in the beginning but but take, they should all take that test yeah, and say, yeah. okay, these are the top five. Yeah. You know what? You're best suited for this. You're best suited for this. And if you're going to go in the, the, the bottom five, yeah. there's nothing for you. You're on yeah. your own. Yes, yes. You know? Excellent. All right, great conversation, guys. Uh, uh, these are problems that uh, our country is facing, and uh, solutions need to be posted. And there's only four of us, and it'll be up to us. You know, it starts any, uh, everything starts out small. It starts with a letter. I'm going to write the letter, and I'll sign it as Frank. <laughs> no, they, they, once they talk to me, they don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to most of us, anyways, comedy. Um, there's something going on uh, uh, in the last few weeks uh, or days concerning uh, Dave Chappelle. Uh, and some comments that he made, some things, uh, a standard comic routine that is being, uh, it's causing a lot of stir in the social media world. So, Mr. M, uh, bring us up to speed as to what what uh, what this is about. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting because we've been talking about the Second Amendment, and we've been talking about uh, people's rights. We've been talking about you know a myriad of topics. So it's it's apropos that we're talking about tonight, the First Amendment. So like, like Rico said, uh, Dave Chappelle put out a comedy special, and like Dave Chappelle does, uh, it was pretty controversial. He made some comments about the LGBTQ community, about the trans community, um, some racial remarks, some remarks about R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. So... Again, the, the special is on Netflix. It's called Sticks and Stones, funny enough. And um, Is that what Chappelle was called? Yeah. yeah. I saw, I and, um, and then even after that, uh, Bill Burr put out a special this past week called Paper Tiger. And again, going at similar okay, – uh, similar, I think it's I think you should check out both. Similarly minded items and being irreverent. But again, all tongue-in-cheek, all 
you know, winking at the camera, specifically Dave Chappelle's. He he is a masterful comedian. Brilliant. Um, he he does it. You know, he makes it look effortless. Mm-hmm. The way he you know navigates around a point and you know constructs this idea. So uh, these two gentlemen, masters of their craft. Now, fast forward to uh, this past couple, this past week, uh, SNL released that they announced that they had hired a couple new cast members, specifically this one comedian, a young man by the name of Shane Gillis. Um, and just like they go after Kevin Hart, just like they go after uh, J- James Gunn, they went back to his past and they found that on a podcast you know, a year ago, he made some disparaging remarks about the Asian community, <laughs> talking about Chinatown, talking about uh, you know stereotypes, even using um, you know slurs like chink and chink. just I mean really going to town and disparaging uh, Asians. Now there's a a split among uh, comedian uh, comedy fans. Some people are are arguing, no, he's a comedian. Anything he says should be defended you know under the uh the freedom of speech and that's where you know i'm interested to know how you guys feel so dave Chappelle, bill burr totally safe in my mind mm-hmm. it's a comedy special it's presented as such even dave Chappelle in the special says and for all those people that are upset you clicked on my face you know right. what you're getting into right so this uh this gentleman shane gillis i don't know that you can defend it because he said it as statements. He wasn't saying there was no at the end a punchline, no bit, no hey, I'm just kidding guys. It, you know, haha. Yeah, he wasn't recording it as a comedy special. It's funny, I came to the same conclusion. And I'm yeah. a huge supporter of Chappelle. Yeah. There cuz Chappelle's was was a genius and he said a few things. Yeah, that, and I would that you, were, you can even argue he went maybe too far uh, over the Shane Gillis as far as like you, you can't compare pain, but Dave Chappelle, he he said everything he shouldn't say. Shane Gillis offended one group of people, but it didn't even it feel wasn't funny. It felt, comedy. it felt like he was coming from his heart. It, it, it wasn't comedy, just like different, but uh, Kathy um, Griffin holding up Trump's, Trump's head. head wasn't comedy. To yeah. me, that was more of a discussion. Just it was because more, you it was are a podcast a and yeah. you're sitting around just talking about what a, what how despicable chinks are, that it wasn't comedy. It really wasn't comedy. Whereas Chappelle, Chappelle was clearly... Chappelle was in his comedy and being as irreverent as he was, he was making a point about the first amendment, holding a mirror up, but he was using comedy to do it. Yeah. Uh, So I have to agree with you that Gillis and I'm a huge supporter and a firm believer that the left is destroying comedy that even I believe that Gillis um, doesn't deserve the same protection or the same. So two questions to Frank and and Rico, because you know, I don't know how familiar you are with this case. One, uh, do you feel like he should be defended? Doesn't it's not good, but he's got to be defended because of the First Amendment. And then two, he he ultimately lost his job uh, yesterday. SNL fired him. Now again, he hadn't worked a day for them. It was more like, yeah, he's going to come on the cast. You mean Gillen lost his job? Lost his job. Yeah, yeah he, he, lost he, his job. he hadn't even appeared yet. He was yeah, fired. hadn't appeared, hadn't appeared, hadn't done any major stuff. But SNL. And their their response seemed more genuine than not. It wasn't the typical, but that that's neither here nor there. So two questions: Should he be defended? Doesn't matter what he says. It's First Amendment. And then second, should he have lost his job? I I'm going to make a comment, but I haven't seen either one of these. That's fine. But it has to be with the 
affect and attitude in which it was said. And again, I haven't heard it, but I've, I've used this example before. I had a professor tell me he can say to someone, you're a son of a bitch. Sounds like a compliment. Or you can look him in the eye and say, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> and you know the difference. Again, I haven't heard this gentleman's presentation. Right. In hearing it, if I think he actually meant it, as Tom said, and is, that was his true attitude, he deserves to be fired. If it was defendable, I think it's dependable if you believe it was comedy. That doesn't mean all comedy could hit every topic because, again, <laughs> take Blazing Saddles and some of us have a difference of opinion of what's right and wrong. It's the time picture in time. Blazing Saddles could not be made today. They would crucify Mel Brooks. But I think there's tons of room to Even defend it. Even though it was it. funny. I think there's yeah, tons you of room can defend to defend it. it. Because, because you know, I think you can defend it because you know it was done with comedy in mind. It's clearly it's, labeled it's, a comedy. But I yeah. still think if you brought it up today, and I bring that up every single day, I bring up Blazing Saddles, and I bring up the first two or three seasons of All in the Family. Yeah. If you bring either of them up today, I think 75% of 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 forty somethings and lower would be would be up in arms over blazing saddles, you know. But I think I think Gillis, I think yeah, his was a little too close to, you know, using the N word like Chappelle is one thing. Using the N word when you're driving down the street and you yell it out the window, that's another. And Gillis was a little too close he to was that. On that edge. Yeah, he I was agree. more to that. Whereas, where is Chappelle? But Chappelle's whole, uh, what gets me is Chappelle's whole point was he was tacking political rec- correctness in comedy and making brilliant points in doing it and He's being irreverent. And still he got attacked. Yeah. You know, if you're going to kill comedy and I'm, you know what, my, the only thing that's, I, the only reason I survived this long in this earth is because of comedy. And I'm extremely irreverent without being, you know, I don't cross lines. I don't, I don't, I don't use comedy when it comes to women and all that you know i don't do the Andrew, the expensive people i don't do the andrew dice clay stuff but to me Chappelle is a genius i mean he's an absolute genius and if you can't attack what we're all if you can't if you can't make fun of our problems what we're all going through yeah i mean yeah. if you can't go and make fun of our problems then you know what and it's just it's gotten to the point but even i think that gillis i don't think it was a comedic setting i don't think he was acting a hundred percent or even seventy five percent as a comedian. Tell me again what uh what was uh what did Gillis say? I'm not like Frank, I'm not familiar. What did he uh, uh what was the the offense? So I don't say? I haven't uh to be, you know, transparent, I haven't listened to the full, you know, hour or whatever it was podcast. I saw the clip of him and I don't know who the other gentleman was. They were discussing um their problems with Asians, Chinatown, right. like, God, oh, their food. It's so it's so dishonest. Okay. Yeah, 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 and he, and yeah, they're and they're, you know, he's saying comments back so and forth. Chang, you know, the chinks. So it was about the Asians. It was not about the LGBTQ. Or no, 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 it was mainly uh, chinks. Ch- Chappelle, you know, had and commentary got it, got on it. that. And it wasn't that it was bad comedy. Sometimes you can, and he's defending it by saying, well, you know what? I missed the mark. Well, you know, sometimes you can try to be funny, miss the mark, and it really comes across bad. I don't think he missed the mark. I don't think. I think he hit his target. I think he hit it. It wasn't, it wasn't comedy. So I, you know, it's a fine line, but if you're just going to sit around with a bunch of people and, and say that, you know, all these chinks down in Chinatown are a bunch of AHs, that's not comedy. So, so here's my problem with the whole thing. And and before I express it, I remember when Chappelle quit everything Mm 
at the height of his career mm-hmm. with a network. Mm-hmm. And he said, no. And I remember thinking, I've never listened to a comedy of him, but I know of him. Uh, and, and I remember thinking, I, I remember being confused <coughs> as to what, what's, what's behind the curtain. Why is he doing that? I realized now that what he was looking for was future freedom. For he, he had faith in his own talents and that he was looking to never be tied down to anything that would hold him back. And so he went the route of, like Glenn Beck went the route of the blaze, and uh, he's no longer tied to uh, uh, any any type of network or anything. He's his own boss. So that's what ultimately ended up, Chappelle ended up doing. And I, I, I now realize it, okay? And yet they're still attacking him. So my problem with the whole thing is the either the misapplication or the lack of, or, or, or the, the abundance of double standards. It seems like some of these networks, they fire or they punish uh, without, with a double standard mm-hmm. all the time. And that's what bothers me. So I can't, I, I, I can't get on the bandwagon. I can't defend or condemn uh, because they, they, they just don't operate with a, with, a, with a certain standard anyways. Number one. Number two, I've never called me a prude. I don't, I don't, while I believe because of what I've read, that the I believe that Chappelle is it is a he's a genius. I I have a hard time listening to a type of comedy that that involves so much uh, offensive language mm-hmm. and cursing and all of that. I wish that it wasn't so that I could because I believe that he is very in he is a genius when it comes to comedy. The most famous one that I watched. And I watched it not live. I watched it on a YouTube because my kids came and said, Dad, you have to watch this. And it was him portraying uh, a, a KKK uh, wizard, okay? And the whole skit was about him being the wizard, and he's in his old regalia with the white hood he's and all that. Wizard. Well, you gave up the line, yes. <laughs> no, and they, so the at start, some, they tell you he's Well, blind. I didn't know that. But so the surprise to me was that somehow or other, Somebody yells something from the audience, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's talking, and he takes off his hood, and all of a sudden the camera focuses on his white eyes. He was a blind man, and he's black, and he didn't know that, and he's the the wizard. So there was a lot of irony. There was a double, something double there, double entendre or uh, irony. It, that was funny. It was genius. He made light of a very serious situation that only he could pull off. I knew then that the guy was a genius. Thinking differently. Absolutely, least. absolutely. He he made fun and he and he castigated all, both sides of uh it was a a, a beautiful ironic mm-hmm. skit, okay? So my problem is the double standards. How many comedians have lost their jobs or how many comedians still have their jobs regardless. So it seems to me that especially the networks it all depends what side of the aisle you are, and that's how you get protected. So that's why I asked her initially, what was the offense that Gillian made? Because if he would have made something about um, the LGBTQ today, he probably would have been out like that. So oh, he, no. Well, Chappelle did a lot on that. The whole, but so, Chappelle is not beholden to right, any networks. Exactly. He's his own man. Here's exactly. the other little uh, fold on this story. It was a... Uh, uh, a seminal moment in SNL's history because along with Shane Gillis, it right. was their first Asian cast member that yeah. they were hiring alongside him. Alongside him. So in support of that momentous, they don't want to put a 
you know, further black spot on their on their record. Yeah, we hired this this Asian guy, and you hired this guy who hates Asians. Uh, so wait, so Gillian is Asian? Gillis is white. But they hired three people. Three people. He was one, and one of the three was Asian. The, was first, the first Asian, Asian ever on us. So I, if he had been making fun of the LGBTQ community, I think he maybe could have gotten away with it. I think if he was making fun of Hispanics, he maybe could have gotten away with it. But because it was the first Asian cast member plus what was making the, fun of Asians. What was the reaction of the Asian cast member? I didn't, I didn't, catch, I didn't catch it. I didn't um, catch it. Because the presidential Yang, candidate. Yeah, yeah, Yang took yeah. the opportunity to, hey, let's uh, have a beer summit, you know, whatever. So uh, so uh, back to Chappelle. Chappelle has made some comments recently. Of course, he's he's got a whole tour on political correctness, yep. which is, is setting the West Coast on fire. Yeah. Uh, but he's also made some comments about uh, gun ownership and gun control and all that, which is also creating um, controversy. Uh, so w what about that? How, how is he being perceived in general? Because, uh, it, it, first of all, it's unexpected. Uh, he's he's seemingly is, seems to appear to be on the side of, uh, um, you know, for gun owners. I, I think he is. Well, even more brilliant. And, and I have to admit, there were times during that, that stand-up Chappelle's, where I was very uncomfortable. I don't like certain types of humor because they make me certain types of humor that where I'm certainly not going to sit in with my family and of listen course, to, of course. right? And one of the most uncomfortable ones of all was when he went into the abortion, okay? And, you know, being extremely pro-life, he went on and it looked like he was very pro-choice, and he probably is, right? Do you remember the argument? And then right at the end, he hits you with a zinger. So he gives this whole comedic thing about that looks like he's leading pro-choice. And then, you know, so about the rights of the mother and everything. And then right at the end, he says, you know, but at the same time, if I don't you, know how to put it. If you can if kill you it. You can kill it. I can leave it. And, you know, right. If you can kill it, fine. But if you keep it, I, I don't know. have to pay for it. So in other words, he was saying you can't have it both ways. Right. If it's the woman's right. So it left you. Be, you can't if, if you can kill it. OK. And you're going to say that, you know, you have the right to kill it. Then if you decide to keep it, since it's totally your choice, it's the woman's choice, not the man's. And if you keep it, I don't have to pay. I can walk away and not pay. And it was pow. It was it was now. So all of a sudden I'm back and saying, all right, where is he? So you really had no idea where he was. And and as uncomfortable it made you think, that to me that's it was brilliant comedy. Yeah, but what commentary is that about a man that is saying I don't have to pay for that? But child? He didn't say no. it's serious. He but had it's, a grin but on his it's face. comedy. It's comedy. And to me, it it was making a mockery of to me the whole. It made a mockery of that it's only the woman's right and choice. And it, to me, he made a mockery of that argument. But. To to so, the, so to me, it was more of a pro uh, pro uh, life because he said, "Hey, if you're going to make the argument that you can kill it, well, hey, all right, fine, then I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to pay for the child if if, if you decide to keep it." So, it's to me that was a very pro life argument in comedy, though. Okay? To, to your gun point, I don't know that a lot of outlets are picking it up or talking about it. No, um, it's it's definitely like the least interesting uh, element of the stand-up. As far as publications go, um, he—I I, would—if I, I had to peg him, I would say he is fiscally 
conservative and socially liberal. Yeah, that's very, very uh, typical. So, but, and he's big on the First Amendment and freedom of speech. And I think he even agrees with the Second Amendment that, hey, if I, and the point he made in the special was there are tons of drug addicts in the area that he lives in Ohio. He lives in Ohio. Right, yeah, he moved there. And he says, you're telling me I can't defend myself against a drug addict who breaks in my house? Are you kidding me? No. I, and and, and he, he, he then goes into a story where oh, – He goes to Walmart? Yeah, yeah. Is it a redneck? Yeah, yeah that's right. He goes <laughs> into uh, a story where he says a drug addict just walks on his no, property. No, it, it was just a redneck oh, you know, okay. walking across his, a guy his walks farm in on Ohio. His, but with a gun, and he couldn't do anything. He felt helpless. And he, he, was, he felt enraged like, no, you're not going to do this. So he goes to Walmart. And says, uh, "What you know? I need, I need a a gun." To shoot white people or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the person at Walmart is like, "To shoot animals or to shoot people?" And he goes, uh, "To shoot drug addicts or to shoot like white crackers." You know, he he <laughs> makes a joke, and then the you know the the store owner says, "Oh, you want to get a shotgun or whatever," and informs him of buckshot, buckshot versus, birdshot. versus birdshot. And then he goes into a further you know funny story talking about someone breaking into his house. And he goes, the, the, the rule of thumb is uh, birdshot, buckshot, birdshot, buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. You know, talking about how to load up, you know, because it's six shots. Unless it's a meth addict yeah. versus yeah. versus somebody on, on Oxy, you yeah. can get him with that. But if it's a meth addict, it's got to be uh, buckshot all the way because yeah, they're yeah. like night of the living dead. So he makes it the whole thing, and you and you I really don't know where he is. I think he's more pro gun than not because of the lifestyle that he lives. And you you talked about him buying his freedom. <laughs> I don't think when he made the decision, he knew he was buying his freedom. Now the older Chappelle, who has a family, has three kids and a, and a wife. I think now he realizes, oh, Absolutely. I made the best decision. In the moment, he really disliked the Hollywood system. He liked disliked the control. He sees his position in this country as a black man. And I think he's using the constitution and the, the government to his benefit. Why, why would I give up? And I think I had mentioned it previously, this uh, rapper activist, uh, killer Mike, he is all pro gun. He goes, are you kidding me as a black man? Why would I give up my right to have a gun and defend my family? If it were ever to come to that? No, mm-hmm. I a hundred percent stand behind the second amendment. And don't you liberals try to tell me anything different. And he's extremely liberal on a lot of other issues. So I think Dave Chappelle, in a similar light, is realizing his circumstance and saying, no, like, I'm going to talk how I want. I'm going to defend my family if I need to. And you wrote the Constitution, so I'm going to play by your rules. No. He actually made the point of, uh, let me describe a person. And he describes the situation of somebody who, you know, 20 years ago did something. Who's this person? And he was describing a situation where something was brought out that something did somebody 20 years ago and they destroyed his career. Mm. And he said, that's you people. You people do that every day. And that's yeah. what the whole, the whole special was basically based on, you know, knock it off. And I'm going to prove to you that, you know, how, how that famous you comedian are. that uh, his career was ruined because on the, uh, uh, that show, the famous show, um, he made a comment and he used his Ed Sullivan and the Ed Sullivan Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. Oh, Jackie Mason. Right. He was... But but even who's the guy that plays Kramer? Oh, Michael Richards. Michael oh, right. Michael Richards when he used oh, the yeah. N word. That's right. He he disappeared. Right. See, there is a what's double standard. Funny enough, Dave Chappelle, uh, I believe, commented on that issue. 
He said, it was at that point that I realized I'm a comedian first and a black person second. I have sympathy for Richardson because he, he was bombing. That was a bad crowd. And he got frustrated and yeah. he let that slip. And I think I would – I'm messing up exactly what he said. But he was more defensive of, ah, that was – that's still comedy. He still yeah. was trying and he had a freak out. Right. Well, but it, it gets down to the point that if you screw up once, even twice – we all do it every day. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. go digging. And, and yet you can crucify the, the one person for screwing up. And, and not that we're talking about like with Kavanaugh. I, I created a joke. I sent it to the paper. Of course, it didn't get published along with my letter to Trump. But, <laughs> but where the guy's applying for a job and the people are standing there. And I'm trying to remember what I wrote in for the caption. Something like, your, your CV is great. But what we really want to know is what did you do 25 years ago when you were in college? Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought that captured the moment. Well, the whole blackface thing. You know, the whole blackface thing. Ted Danson. You know, Ted Danson famously. and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Well, all the people on the left that did it, but none of them got. There's the double standard. There's the blackface showed the double standard more than anything. Yeah. Um, because... Howard Stern on one of his older specials, mm -hmm. him and Baba Booey were doing. Uh, I think it, it wasn't like their radio show, but right. it was like a holiday special, and he was portraying Ted Danson. And I he imagine did Howard Stern and his. At his raunchy peak in the 90s, surviving now? Right. Oh, he couldn't. No way. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any questions or suggestions for future discussions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at the WTF Podcast or email us at wisdomtruthandfreedom at gmail.com. Like always, stay wise, speak the truth, and search for freedom.